Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's going on, No Bad Dog Army? Happy Wednesday. If you're listening to this, you may know, if you follow me on Instagram, that I am out west. Um, so I just recorded this here in New York, but I am actually out west with uh, my wife and my friends. So... Uh, we're living out of a van uh, for about 10 days, so make sure you follow me on Instagram for all the fun behind-the-scenes stuff we're doing, living in the van and uh, being on the road. This is a great episode. Uh, it's a shorter episode, only like 40 minutes or so. Uh, this is a great episode with a six-month-old. Uh, I think it's a it, it's definitely a pit bull and a healer mix, so very interesting mix there. Lots of, lots of energy going on in that one for sure, um, but it's a great Great, great podcast with the family kind of asking me questions about just basic stuff. Hey, how should we introduce the, should we introduce the prong? Should we be using this slip? When did, when did make that change? Why isn't the obedience good outside if it's good inside? So just a lot of basic stuff and just going through some problem solving with a six month old puppy, which is exciting. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this. If you guys don't know, we are doing a really fun giveaway where I'm coming to your house to train you and your family and your dog anywhere in the United States, unfortunately, except for, except for. Um, Alaska and Hawaii. It just takes a little bit longer to get there. All you guys, if you if you want that opportunity for a chance to win that, all you guys have to do if you're if you're not an existent No Bad Dog member is go over and. Uh, subscribe to the No Bad Dog All Access Package, which is thirty nine ninety nine a month, and you have the Pro Team. It's a new tier that we've developed, and, uh, and we're doing tons of cool giveaways. And of course, you get access to all the unreleased footage and all the fun stuff we're doing behind the scenes that aren't uploaded to YouTube. So it's a great thing, um, and for a chance to win, uh, and it's great support too. If you guys just want to support the podcast, um, these are all for free. If you want to support the YouTube channel, these are all, those are all for free. If you guys just want to support No Bad Dogs, um, you can go up and sign up for the uh, the All In All Access Pass. And that gives you unlimited fun stuff as well as access to the pro team, which is exciting. And all of at the end of May and at the end of June, so you have all month of May, all month of June to enter to win. All you guys have to do is enter uh, to win and, and, and that will get you access to it. And to enter, all you have to do is sign up for the all access members club. Again, um, I hope you guys are well. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast and make sure you listen to the end because I'm going to be answering some of your dog training questions. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks. So what's going on? So, um, we have a new puppy. He is a six month old, um, Australian cattle dog slash pit bull terrier. Interesting. Um, (laughs) he's beautiful. Awesome. Um, but, um, so my daughter wanted a dog. I already have like a chihuahua jack russell mix and he's like seven years old um but with this new puppy because he's bigger it's clearly uh pointed out how much we did not train the little dog that we've had for like seven years Mm -hmm. we were just like oh he's little he could do whatever he wants um so my daughter is we're trying to train the big dog and i guess we just have the aussie mix yes the aussie mix trying to well i think we're just going to need to train both of them but um the aussie mix just really Kind of, is there questions, Mama? Like a step by step. I've watched a ton of your videos, and so has my daughter. 
but she just needs to hear from you, I think. <laughs> uh, okay, so what, what are you guys struggling with with this six-month-old terrier Aussie mix? Um, he is – I think it's just getting started on the obedience. I think my daughter's a little bit frustrated, and we don't know if we're – if the leash – like a slip leash is good enough. Okay. Because I feel like it slips down his neck because his, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. So, okay. So we're talking about obedience. We're talking about a puppy. Um, let yeah. me ask you two questions. What mm-hmm. um, What type of training have you done so far and what equipment have you been using? Just a slip leash um, and kind of just recently. Um, and then um, just barely getting started on like he sits he stays um we're doing a little bit of like place command um and a little bit of heel okay like walking but i can't say it's been anything consistent um yeah yeah no i get it okay so you've done a little bit of healing you've done a little bit of place and Mm -hmm. what type what type of uh slip do you do you have so I had ordered one on Amazon and it sucked. So then I ordered the one that you guys sell. So I have the one that oh, you perfect. guys have. Perfect. Um, and so that's the one. And I, I like the fact that it's like a shorter, it's like a shorter leash and like a tab doesn't move. Like it really does stay in place. But I think it still kind of slips down his neck because the few times that I used it, I'm like, I feel like I'm choking him out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay. he does pull and he is like super distracted. Um, like if we take him on a walk, he's... Lizards. lizards and bunnies and birds like anything that's a bee that's flying he's distracted and wants to go chase it okay yeah it sounds pretty typical for the breeds that are mixed into that pup yeah <laughs> okay so let's talk about the slip leash so the slip leash is high and tight right right behind the dog's yeah. ears what is the dog's yes. name his dog uh his name is zuko zuko yes okay so what how are you guys introducing the the heel right now like what's the environment like what's the deal um right now we've kind of just done it inside of our house um we tried a little bit outside but i think it's too there's too much distraction mm-hmm. okay um so yeah. just kind of back and forth around our apartment yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay so are you having trouble with that or are you just having trouble with when you go out to reality when we go out to reality okay because so, inside like inside he kind of pays attention he's still a little like he wants to play he wants to like grab the leash and start biting on it yeah okay all over the place okay so w- let's walk through it you're mm-hmm. got your slip yeah zugo's in front of you you pull the slip on you put it behind his ears mm-hmm. now then what um he tries to bite he tries to bite my daughter's hand (laughs) he tries to play with it um but i mean you start okay so there's a couple yeah let's just start there that makes sense okay so with that being said there's the slip leash is on and you're using you're you're starting off with this kind of biting on the leash or your hand Mm -hmm. that's where you would immediately say leave it and then you'd use the leash to correct the behavior so you just pop it to the side Okay. So what a lot of people do is they do what the dog actually wants you to do to make it worse is they scream, they holler, um, they, 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 they react. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what will happen. 
is if, if a dog's like, Hey, I want your attention or, Hey, I want to play or, Hey, I see, I see you touching me on my neck, mm-hmm. which means I want to, I want to, I want to play with you. I want to do something. I want to be a dog. I want to react. And then you scream or you yell, you say, no, stop. Don't you pull your hand back. You make it a game. And then the dog just tries to get you again. So your hand goes back, they chase your hand, they bite your hand, they air snap at your hand, they try to get it. And then you're just frustrated and you're vocalizing and you're doing all this stuff. Right. Okay. So with that being said, um, those are the types of things that you have to be very, uh, just understanding about and mindful about that when your dog is doing these things, what you don't want to do is you don't want to do what a lot of people do. Do you guys do that when that happens? Is that, is that the deal? Yeah. yeah? Like okay. the reacting. Yeah. I like guess. When he bites me. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, she's just like, leave. Like, uh, yeah, she does. She's just like, ow, like, leave me alone. Like, leave it, <laughs> leave the leash. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what they want you to do. So mm-hmm. you have to be very conscious and very mindful of that. So don't do those things. Don't react because the dog, like I said, is coming up and saying, Hey, can you, can I get your attention or do you want to play? And then you're reacting, you're playing. That's what you're doing. Right. So you have to be very mindful of that. So don't do that. Don't react. So you just be calm. Uh-huh. You, 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 you basically want to mirror like what you want him to do is what you should be doing, which is just, yeah, relaxing, being calm. Um, don't freak out. Don't make a big deal. You're just very assertively. If he starts to bite on your hands or starts to get um, mouthy on your hands, you, you just yeah. simply take your leash, leave it, correction. Don't pull your hands back because that'll make it a game. Okay, so just pop it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just pop the pop the leash and just tell him to leave it very assertively. So so don't don't do this either. Don't go Zuko, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't do that. Don't do that because the the reason is is because your voice inflection matters the most. So think right. about it like with people. Think about it with kids. Think about it with dogs, right? They, they, yeah. they, who's a good boy, right? The way that you say that, they're like, oh, this is exciting. Or Zuko, right. bad, right? And then, so, so you just very neutrally leave it, correction. And then he goes again, leave it, correction. And, and that's where things will start to get better for you guys and your relationship will start to get better as well. And you'll start to have a little bit more weight. Your relationship will have a little bit more weight. Your leave it or your no will have more weight to it. Mm hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, totally. So that's that's where you start with that. So there's that. So I'll walk you through the rest of this. And then, okay, so after that goes on and you, you correct him, and I want you guys to try mm-hmm. this tonight when you're done with this, is you just put it on, you pull it nice and snug, and that's your communication. So dogs don't understand English, obviously. So right. you're going to use your leash to say, leave it. So you're going to say, leave it, and then you're going to give him just a pop on the leash if he decides to continue to react towards your your uh you know your hands or anything else really yeah does that okay. make sense yeah mm-hmm. okay cool moving on so you put the leash on and then how do you start your healing process how do you start this 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 healing stuff what do you do walk and say heal <laughs> and then do an inside turn okay but so like start sitting or oh I guess just however he's positioned. Okay. Just yeah, there's, it's not a trick question, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> so when you're, okay, so you say Zuko heal and you move forward. Mm-hmm. And and then you do an inside turn, so you turn inside to him, right? Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? Continue walking. 
on the forge of the mat. Mm. And then once I get to a certain point, I turn inside again and say We're the kind of just doing like feel. little circles and I'm, I'm <laughs> telling her like, okay, you have to praise him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, doing a good job. Exactly. So that, that is an important piece is making sure that we're telling them good heel, you know, telling them good heel, making sure we're looking forward, our arms are down, we're relaxed, all the stuff that you guys hear me and see me talk about in my videos. So (laughs) that's what you'll be doing is just heel, good heel. If he's doing well, kind of neutrally Mm -hmm. good heel buddy. Uh, and then as you, as you're moving forward, you're doing some directional changes. So that sounds good. The only thing I would add in is make sure you have a good break. You guys know what that is, right? Yeah. Okay. So, wh- so where you're going wrong is when you go outside. Is that correct? That's where we're having the most difficulty, and I can't say. And because of that, we haven't taken him out. Like just on the slip leash, mm-hmm. um, we have like a, a front clipping kind of harness thing that feels like we mm-hmm. have more control, only because I feel like I'm not choking him out. <laughs> yeah. Like he still pulls when he sees stuff. Right. But we're not choking him because it's not on his neck. Right. No. Yeah, totally. So. I get it. Um. So yeah, and and that you yeah you definitely don't want to choke him. And and I think there's there's a level of skill and there's a level level of practice mm-hmm. when you're using the slip leash. Like there's so many, you know, every every dog has a different kind of sensitivity level. Every dog has a different thing, right? So when you're right. using yeah, so when you're using when you're using the slip leash, you you have to be pretty skillful at handling, you know, your animal and they have to really mm-hmm. understand what you're asking them to do. So that's important is just understanding that when you do have a dog, especially, you know, a, a very prey driven dog, your dog is very busy, very young, yeah. um, mm-hmm. wants to chase anything that moves. doesn't matter if it's a leaf or a squirrel. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you guys have to just make sure that your skill sets are good enough until you get to that point of, going outside and there's a lot of gray area that's what you guys are dealing with right now yeah is there's a gray area of well okay that makes sense if if i'm not good enough to heal him yet or he doesn't know heal well enough yet on the slip Mm -hmm. and he's choking himself out and he's just pulling that's where you that's where a lot of dog owners have the hard time is like well he's got to go out we got to walk him And and that's true right but what what i would do is in order to set yourself up for success is you can get yourself uh, a plastic pinch collar or a prong collar to help the in-between. And okay. that's going to, that's going to be a safer collar to use instead of choking himself out. Um, yeah. is, is he like long haired more like an Aussie or is he short haired more like, a- no, he's short haired like a pit bull. And I think he just has a double coat that the cattle dogs have like the, okay. like the blue kind of double coat, but he's, he's a short haired. Okay. So you might want to, you can start off with the prong or not. So the, the, the prong, the prong itself, um, and the, and whatever you're going to be using, you just have to make sure it's, it's safe for you guys. And and I think that that would be safer to use when you're out because you, yeah. you might not have the skill sets and he might not understand what you want him to do, uh, right. well enough to get him to go out to this on the slip in a realistic environment. Yeah, which is which is common. It happens. Um, so again, what I would what I would suggest is you could go out and use this. Sl- or, I'm sorry, use the prong or the plastic pinch collar, and you can use that to your advantage instead of mm-hmm. using the slip because you just might not be there, and that's okay to do. And that's going to be a safer thing because a, two reasons: a, he's not going to pull, 
and B, he's not going to choke himself out. That's why those, right. that's why those tools were developed, especially the prong collar is it's going to give you that, yeah. that control. So it's okay to jump from the slip to the prong with a six month old dog going outside and you're, you know, he's choking himself out. So that's what I would do is I would kind of step back a little bit. Re I would get the 2.25 prong collar, or if you're going to go the plastic pinch route, I would do the small plastic pinch. And really the difference is, is it just depends on the coat of the dog. If you have a dog that has no coat, it's just like one little piece of guard hair coat, like a boxer or a vishla, oh. you might want to use like a plastic pinch because it's not going to be rubbing as much. If you have a dog that has double coat, like you said, your dog does, you might yes. want to, you might want to use like the prong collar, the 2.25, um, okay. and then get a safety clip. You got to make sure you have a safety clip when you're using any 2.25. Um, yes. and then that way, when you're out, um, you would transfer the same, you'd start off inside and that's just going to give you more power steering when you start to go out into more realistic environments. And okay. the goal of the prong collar or any type of training that we do is to make sure that we're teaching we're teaching the dog the behavior. We're not relying on the equipment for the training forever. We're just relying on the equipment in the beginning to teach. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like studying for a test. It's like So it's yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say so that cuz we were talking about getting a prong collar mm -hmm. and um and I was like we could start with the prong and then once we have the control and he learns a little bit better like then maybe we can flip it to a, right. like a change to like a slip leash. Yeah, you can you can bounce between the the pieces of equipment that just makes the most sense. But when you're having problems and you feel like it is equipment oriented, where you feel like oh no 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 he knows what he should be doing inside, he walks in slow motion and is super engaged and directional mm -hmm. changes are good inside turn outside turn the dog is a whip and then you go outside and everything fails. That's mm -hmm. where you're just going to move to a different piece of equipment. Right. That's all. And it's just, it's the same thing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's like any type of equipment. It doesn't matter if it's sunglasses or snowmobiling outfits. I mean, it's just, if your environment changes, you're going to have to change. Say, oh, I need this now, or I need this now. Right. And that, yeah. that'll help you. Um, it'll, it'll lessen that choking and that gagging and, and all that stuff of the dog basically just choking themselves out. So Yeah. That's what I would, that's what I would say is, is if you are having that problem on that transition and the dog knows the behavior, but still not listening, mm -hmm. that's, that's probably what you should do realistically. Okay. Cool. Go ahead. Mm, when he wants to play and it's not during like training, mm -hmm. like when he's fighting, not during training, what do we do then? Do we do the same thing? What do you should mean we just play? Like when he wants attention mm. and he comes up to me and he starts biting. So he uses her as a chew toy. Got he it. does. He uses me as a chew toy and I try to like get his attention on his actual toys that mm -hmm. I'll play with him with, but mm -hmm. he just really likes my hands and my yeah. arms. And so what do I do then? Well, uh, first thing is, is because you've taught him, You've conditioned him for so long that it's just going to take time for you to disengage because if he comes up to you and he starts chewing on you and playing with you and then you're like, don't leave it, stop. And then you react like he just knows that if he wants attention or he wants any type of affection from you, all he's got to do is just go bite on your hand or your leg or something. So there's that. I mean, dogs are very conditioned animals. I mean, think about like if they hear a chip bag, they, they don't know that chips are inside unless you pay them. Unless you give them something, yeah, right? right? They just, they don't, they don't, whatever. Um, I did that with my dog. Uh, I didn't give her anything uh, ever from us. 
and she just never cared. We were cooking dinner. She never cared. The other dogs would be mm-hmm. begging. She just never cared because she never got paid. Um, yeah. You know, she never got scrapped. She never got a chip. She never got any th- crumbs. Like she just didn't. Right. Yeah. And anyway, my point is, is she, the dog is now conditioned. So whenever the dog comes up and says, hey, like I want attention and you ignore the dog and then he bites your hands or your whatever, that's that's what's happening. So you have and to. Then attention with that. Yeah. So you might in the in the in the beginning, you might leave the slip on um, in the house when you guys are home. You can leave the slip on, and then if he comes over and starts to, you know, do that type of stuff, you can say, "Hey, leave it," and just give him those corrections and let him know that that's not okay. But the other thing that you really have to understand is there there's a reason why he's doing this stuff, and it's because he's bored. Okay. So, so yeah. when he comes up to me for attention and starts biting me and then I correct him, do I just put him into a sit and then no. come down and then play with him? No, or- I, 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 I don't think so. I think that that may cause a little bit more frustration and make it worse. I think if mm-hmm. he comes up and says, hey, I'm bored, and then he tries to play with you and then you tell him to sit down, I think that that'll make it worse. I think you mm-hmm. just have to teach him. But again, he's crying out for attention because he's bored. Yeah. So you have to think he's not getting what he needs right now stimulate like his me- his mental stimulation isn't good mm. it's not enough right yeah so the training yeah. or you know like my dog right now it's raining and so we usually play chuck it with her and she at least goes on a walk once a day yeah. um sometimes twice and um she's just every time we go to the door she's bouncing up and down she wants to go out but it's, it's like raining so we're not gonna let her out yet but my point mm-hmm. is is like she's telling me hey I need I need to go out I need to go out I need to go out I mean it's it, it is a want to but she she's a working dog and she does need that release so if I can go out and chuck the ball for her for 15 minutes in between my meetings and then she's exhausted um, that'll help with her so my point is is if she's coming up and she's that's why I tell people if your dog is chewing on the couch getting into mischief um, chewing up toys chewing up socks whatever that's all because they're bored for the most part, unless you're going through teething options, but you just have to realize that, you know, it's the same thing with a dog that runs away. Being an animal control officer back in the day, I would always have to pick up the same dog all the time because they just kept running away because they were bored. People just throw them in a back fence and say, Hey, pee pee and poop and be a dog. That's it. It's all we care about. The dog is desperately reaching out for something else to do. So jumping that incorporate more play Mental stimulation. Like, like fetch mental because he mm-hmm. does get, we walk him, we're walking like, we walk like five six. to six miles every day. Right. Yeah. He's getting walked. Yep, that's it. So mental stimulation. So it would be very, very, very easy. It would be something along the lines of asking him place, heel, sit. So so getting him to think, asking him to do yeah. something, getting him to think. Say, hey, I want you to do this. Okay, now I want you to do this. Now I want you to do this. Now I want you to do this. And you're just making him tick, 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 and think and think. And that's what you should be doing, um, you know, when you're when you're doing this is really make sure that you're teaching him what he can and can't do. So, like, if he starts trying to bite her whenever and um, we haven't gone on our walk yet, she can go straight into train to turning that into like a training yeah i would i would just because okay. he's just oh, okay. yeah you outlet it right again like yeah. Yeah. a dog that's chewing on the couch is bored like they don't do that if they're tired right. they don't do that if they've gotten released of all that stuff that they need to release mm. so yeah you want to just say oh, it's a reminder to you okay but but again like don't mm-hmm. make it an on-demand thing so if he comes up and starts yeah. chewing on you don't put on the leash and start training you just just know yeah. You know that okay well makes sense he hasn't really been worked today so he's gonna be oh. more fired up Right. Uh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. 
So, okay, I think that that's I kind of like now I have I think those are kind of like the questions that we have for him. I have a question for you though for our other dog. Mm-hmm. So the little one we've had for seven years, it's been eight, or like eight, and mm-hmm. um, he, I think, so he goes, you know, the crazy chihuahua, stereotype. he just turns stereotype, he turns into a little crazy chihuahua mm-hmm. when um, the new dog comes, like, to lay on our, like, put his head on our lap, or mm-hmm. wants to play, or... Like, they seem to interact together. We take them on walks together. They're fine. I've taken them in the car. They're fine together. But anytime we come into the house together and the new dog is playing or wants to do something with us or even eating, I guess, sometimes, the little one just gets, like, all crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, you have to ask yourself, what do you want your what do you want that dog to do? Like, that's that's a question I would ask you is what do you want that dog to do? not be crazy just ignore him i just want to do it like they don't have to be playmates i just would like it if they would ignore each other mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be great <laughs> the so, puppy wants to play the big dog is like some i mean the little one the older one is like sometimes yes most of the time he's just gets annoyed and is like barking and i don't know when he's and napping and and kind of nipping it and so i don't know if he it starts off as trying as like wanting to play too, because I think the little one, the the chihuahua older dog wants to play too, but then it quickly turns to annoyance and then he's like aggressive, I guess. I don't know how else to say it. Well, I think you have to ask yourself how much control you have over the little dog too. Cause you're not mm-hmm. like ask, you know, that's what it comes down to. It's like, okay, how much, how much control off leash do we have over this dog? And if the answer is is zero to minimal, then that's yeah. the outcome you're going to get, regardless of what you want the dog to do differently. You see so what I'm saying? Start, yeah. So just train him the same way, like do obedience. Well, you have to. You ha- you have. Yeah. I mean, you have to. You know, you have to teach him what you want. Like you want your dog to walk nicely on the leash, or you're teaching heel. So if you want right. your dog to stop barking and freaking out, then you have to counter that with something. Leave it. Place. Uh, whatever you got to do something. I mean, so, so that's, I mean, that's the answer to anybody's real problem with their dog is you got to ask yourself, well, what do you want your dog to do differently? How do you want your dog to react differently? What do you want him to do on the stop barking? Okay. What command do you have on that? Nothing. So boom, there you go. And then even if you did have a leave it, I would say, okay, you have a leave it command. Great. How good is it? Uh, Boom, gone. So, so there's all these fallouts that people have. Is yeah. you can't. I there's no mad, mad abracadabra. My dog is reactive. Right. My dog is reactive to the other dog when the puppy comes up and wants to hang out with us. The chihuahua is barking and freaking out, and you're pulling it back. You're lifting it up. You're moving it to the other side of the couch. Put the mm-hmm. leash on and start acting actively working on the things that you don't want your dog to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. You know, because other than that, you're just shooting in the dark. You're just hoping something works. No, stop. It's just a puppy. Don't. What's wrong with you? Please. What are you doing? You're annoying. Stop. Like none of that matters, right? You're just hoping you're just kind of pulling the lever, like hopefully something works. And the reality is, is you have to actively work on, again, somebody calls me, my dog won't come back. My dog won't walk nicely on a leash. How good is your recall and how good is your heel? Yeah. It doesn't exist. Okay. Well then you can't complain about the problems you're having if you haven't worked on what you want the dog to do alternatively. So I'm I'm getting technical with you guys, but the reality is is yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You just have to work on say, okay, leave it is gonna be the application. 
and then the send away, go to your bed. Those two things you work on individually for a couple of weeks until you get to a good point, and there you go. Perfect. We actually have a barrier <laughs> between the two right now. Mm. When would we take that down once you've trained better? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to, I mean, it's just like having kids in the house. I mean, you have to make sure that you guys have control and you're fair. You have to monitor yep. things. You mm-hmm. have to, and and I think the other thing is, is you have to, you have to really make sure that you're being fair with the two individual dogs and you're sticking up for them and you're advocating for them. Right. And so if you have the little yip, yip yap or yip yapping, I mean, see the thing with like chihuahuas, like I love them, but the problem is, is a lot of people don't treat them like dogs. They treat them like, like he's a baby teddy bears right so they, so then they end up being <laughs> yip yapper that's why they get that name right they yeah. get yip yapper name because people treat them like that it's right. the same thing as a reactive dog in the leash it's just roof roof instead of right and, and right. it's not so but it's the same exact thing when you get a dog out that's also barking out the window it's bark it's just one is really small and one is really big but it's the same dog one can cause <laughs> severe injury and the other one really can't so a lot of yeah. people don't take it as seriously, but it's the same problem. It's the same dog. They have right. the same DNA yeah. as a wolf. So it's the same shit. But you just have to make sure that when you're working on it, um, you're advocating. So maybe get the puppy on a leash, get the other dog on a leash, and start teaching them, hey, if the puppy comes up, because the puppy's going to come up and and sit next to us or yeah or like wanting attention the other dog's Mm -hmm. gonna have to learn how to deal with that stuff and if he's sitting on your lap or right next to you that's a problem if you don't have good obedience like leave it that's another problem and if you can't reinforce it and hold the dog accountable when you do say leave it there's the other problem Putting the, just say, Hey, you're on the ground. You know, these are the types of things that a lot of people make these mistakes on with, with smaller dogs is they put them at this advantage point and they, they expect the dog to act the same as the one that's on the ground. And it doesn't always work that way because they're at two different, they're just two different dogs for you guys. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And the little one, because he's little, he's like always had free reign. Yeah. Right. So he's not, he's not used to, used to that stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that works. Um, so I think one other question. Mm-hmm. So my daughter doesn't want to give. She yeah. wants to minimize the treats as much as possible because oh, yeah. she's like, he he's... doesn't sit unless I give him a treat, which is not true anymore. But she's afraid of over treating. treating. Like, be, I don't want him to be dependent yeah. on treats for him. But to they're okay. still important when you're starting out, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so so treats is is like an external reward system. The treat is going to mm-hmm. be uh, Listen, I use treats every day. I use positive reinforcement every day with my clients, with my personal dogs, with everything in life. We have to reward new stuff. But it's important to understand that the treat is just like the sugar on top. It's not it's not anything that you have to depend on over time. It's something that you really mm-hmm. have to understand is 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 kind of like an extra reward. So if they if they do the behavior and they do it well, your job is to pay the dog for the behavior, right? But but it's the 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 overall thing is teaching the dog the behavior just in mm-hmm. general. Sit is sit. Maybe you get paid, maybe you don't get paid. Um but you again, I would agree like you don't want to be dependent on the exterior motivator. Right. You know what I mean? It's like paying for yeah. your friends. It's yeah. like, hey, who wants to come hang out? I'll give you a hundred bucks. It's like, are they really there to be friends with you, or are they just there because they want 
you know, your your hundred bucks. Right. So so that's that's really the the shtick with that is you you definitely want to use positive reinforcement. You definitely want to use some sort of external thing to start the process and to teach the dog certain behaviors, but you don't want to, you don't want to depend on it. And that's where, again, like you asking the dog to do a behavior and them doing it. Good, good sit, good down, good place, Mm -hmm. good heel. It's that's, that's what it comes down to. That's the reward. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. And, and if they get food, great. And if they don't, then, you know, that's, you can sporadically put it in. It's not yeah. like every single one, but you do need to put something in. Yeah, it's called a ran- it's called a random. I think it's called like a randomized food reward or something. And and essentially, it it also motivates the dog to to work because they don't know if they're going to get paid or they're not. So it might make them more eager. Am I going to paid? Okay, I think get paid. But you know what? A lot of people do is they make a mistake, and I see this all day long. Is mm-hmm. they predicate their entire obedience routine off of food. And when you, again, pay for your friends every day, mm-hmm. then when the money runs out, they're not going to show up. They're like, I'm over it. I don't really need to be here. There's not, there's no, there's no sense in this. So anyway, you really have to, you really have to make sure that when you're doing this, that you be very careful how you're, how you're rewarding the dog, yeah. you know? So make it more of your voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So go sit, good sit. And I would say one out of every four times he gets paid. Okay. With the food. Yeah. And then, any more questions about Papi Chulo? About Papi Chulo? No, we just have to teach him the same way that we teach Zuko. Is there a difference between uh, pressure and a correction? Yeah, direction versus correction. Yeah. So when we're talking about like placing, right? So when we, mm-hmm. a- when we ask a dog to go to the place and they don't really know it or it's new or whatever the case may be, we are going to use like if we're using the slip leash for an example, we're going to mm-hmm. be we're going to be using we're going to be using the slip leash to just give a little bit of pressure. Say, "Hey, come on over here, buddy." And that's mm-hmm. the difference between like a correction would be like a pop. It'd be like, "Hey, quit the sh- quit the crap. Like that's bad. Yeah. Like you shouldn't do that." Um and so that's the that's the difference, and 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 that's what you want to like. If a dog doesn't know behavior well, so say say you're doing place, perfect example. So you go place. They're like, what the hell's that? Never heard that. But you have right. food, and they're like, you know, and they're excited about the food. Um, that's where that's where you can then a little bit of pressure. So you just ask the dog to place a little bit of pressure on the leash. They get there right, and then you shut the pressure off, and then you're holding that place essentially until you then say break. So if the dog tries to get off, we're not going to correct the dog necessarily and pop them and say, Hey, pay attention or don't do that because they don't really know the behavior yet. So Mm -hmm. all you're going to be doing is just saying you're going to be using the leash pressure to kind of guide the dog back on. So it's a good question, but that's how that rolls. Do you have any questions? Mm -hmm. Okay. I was looking at you guys' notes. So I wrote a lot down. No, we didn't write that much down. We're just listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate every single thing that you do. And I appreciate your videos because you're so consistent in every single thing that I'm like. Oh, thank you. This is what he's going to tell you. I watched lots of his videos. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty, at this point, it, it's, and that's kind of my job really is to, I mean, I try to think of new sayings or new comparables, but yeah, I mean, everything's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, no worries. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Awesome. Do you have 
other questions? How do we get him to drop it? Like, like how do leave we, it? Like drop? Like, like if he has something in his mouth. Yeah. And I want him to drop it. How do I teach him to release? Well, it's an interesting thing, right? So you have to. There's a couple different ways you can do it. Is you can do what I actually did. Um, well, what I what I typically do is I I will kind of transfer. So I'll I'll have something equal or greater or even the same. And what I'll do is I'll just ask the dog to out or drop, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have something equal or greater next to them. And then if they drop it, they get paid with that. And so um, that's something that you can you can try. Uh, and, that, and that really helps the dog understand. And then essentially, just like anything else that we teach, if the dog does well with it, and they understand that dropping it means to drop it, then you can start using some pressure if they decide to say, I don't really want to drop it. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just like taking a, a reward and then the dog saying like, I'm not dropping this because this is great. And then you have to then say drop and then you have to pay them with something else alternatively. So they, they have to open their mouth. You have to, te- that, that should be your first goal when you're teaching leave it or drop. I mean, is you, you have to get them to open their mouth. So you have to get creative on how to open their mouth. So if you have another ball, if you have a squeaker, if you have a treat, yes, good drop. Yes, good drop. So they condition that every time you say drop, they get paid. So it almost becomes muscle memory at that point. You say drop and then poop, they 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 open their mouth. It just like mm-hmm. unlocks it. Yeah. As opposed to with our hands for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah, it's tough to do that. And if you're if you're, if they're dropping like a ball or something fun, what you want to do is when they do drop something, you immediately make it fun again. So you'll take that ball and you'll just chuck it. So don't sit oh, there yeah, and hold yeah. it, right? Don't don't yeah. say hey sit or something like that. As soon as they drop what they have in their mouth that they really like and give you the reins to it, you just make it happen again for them. Got it. Oh, okay. That's perfect. Yeah. Would uh, part of the obedience, like would a product of the obedience be more engagement on the walks? The A product of more obedience or better obedience? Better obedience. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Well, I think, I think a lot of the engagement comes from the dog looking at you for uh, direction. So it's a balance of I don't want to get in trouble and I also want to get paid and I also want to do what you want me to do. So... It, but it depends on the dog, right? Like my dog Lakota is a very engaged dog with me when I'm at, when I have her out simply because she knows that I give her what she needs. So she's like, where's the ball? Where's the Frisbee? You need, she wants me to activate the things that she likes. And that's all she cares about in the whole world is just that activation. It's all she cares about. It's the only thing she could ever care about. So when I have her out and there's a ball present, she's just like, can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? Yes, yes, yes. Can I have it? Can I have it? Yes, can I have it? And so uh, it's a great question, but engagement is kind of predicated off of your training, the the dog that you have and your relationship. And really, you know, when you're out, the relationship should be still between you two and your dog, you know, it, but again, it just depends on the dog, right? Because if you bring a therapy dog out, like it's the opposite, they should be actually paying attention to everybody else but you. So it just depends on what you're actually looking for. But I think for most people on average, I would just say that better obedience means a nice loose leash until you say break. And I think that that's realistically what you should be looking for. Yeah, that makes sense. 
that's what we want. Go ahead. Uh, is there any command for like ignoring other people? Because when we go on walks, remember that one time we went on a walk and the guy was on a bike. He l tried to like ignite uh, the can't dog. Stand and when we go on walks, and because he's he's like he's really this dog is really pretty, and he has like the straight ears that stick straight up like a cattle dog. They have like mm -hmm. green, like blue eyes, like icy blue eyes. Yeah. So he's really pretty. So people are always like staring at him. Sometimes they're like, come up trying to get his get attention. Him. I'm just like, can you leave my dog alone? Like I've told people, don't talk to him, leave him alone. Like, but like when they come up to him, they try to like excite him and he's re a really excitable dog. Mm -hmm. So he gets like any type of attention. He's just like all over that person. He'll lunge, he'll, he'll jump around, he'll flip on his back everything and so is there any like command or way to like just have him ignore them and just like walk away and then i'll give him the attention <laughs> well I, I i think it's i think it's again is it's it's about advocating for your dog for people who are going to want to i guess unsolicitedly pet your dog or want to ask you mm -hmm. pet your dog or whatever and that that's something that you know it's just like with kids right like when you go out somebody comes up and says hey you want a lollipop you're like uh excuse me no 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 <laughs> not yours uh we don't do that right. so that's that's where you kind of have to step in and um again advocate and it's discretionary i mean some people might be like, yeah yeah say please right whatever um but you, you just have to make sure that you're kind of gatekeeping those types of things because you're the owner so when you're out your dog doesn't know any better or different than yeah. whatever you know so if somebody's coming up to pet your dog and you don't want them to your dog's not going to politely say, no, thank you, sir. You have to say like, oh, he's in training. Sorry. Um, we're just working on ignoring people actually. Like just, I think that's the nicest thing to say is like, oh, we're in training. What kind of training? Ignoring, ignoring strangers. <laughs> you know, you just have to, because people are just relentless sometimes. And you're just like, really? Even though you said don't, they're just, they, they need it. They need it in writing. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, that's what I would do is just um, advocate and, and, just make sure that you tell people like, oh, my dog's in training, you know, sorry. Mm. Or get one of those like little vest things that says, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> but even that it's, it's still people are. <laughs> they are. And I've told people like, don't talk to him. D don't do that. Like one man was like, doo -doo -doo -doo, like trying to call him. I'm like, can you not? Yeah. Leave my dog alone. Yeah. Okay. Of course you are like that. Oh well, yeah. Don't talk to my dog. <laughs> I know I'm with um, you. Okay. Any other questions? I appreciate all of your answers <laughs> and your answers. I can't tell you that enough. Yeah, no worries. It was nice to meet you guys. Um. <laughs> any other questions? No? no, I don't think so. Okay. Do you have any questions about him eating food? About him eating food. Yeah. But I feel like it all falls back down no. to obedience. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Right. She's just bringing that up because she made a plate of cookies. She left a plate of cookies on the counter and he ate, <laughs> and he ate them, them off the counter when he was by himself. Mm -hmm. So that's, it just comes down to it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, also too, you put a plate of food where a six month old puppy can get to and you expect him to just walk by it instead of be interested. I mean, <laughs> You know, those are, those are, uh, kind of a hard ask, you know, at that point in his life. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah.
Cool. All right, guys. Well, like I said, it's a pleasure, pleasure to chat with you guys. Uh, I wish you the best of luck and thanks for all the support. Sounds like you guys are watching my videos and all that fun stuff. So thank you. Yes, a ton. And we watch a ton. So thank you. Thank you for all of your help. Yeah. We appreciate it. No worries. Tons of people need it. So <laughs> Yeah, they do. Included. Um, cool. Okay. I think that was it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Good luck. All right. Thanks. All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. You've reached the end of the podcast, and I'm going to get into these questions. This is from Hobbinrud. Hey, Tom, 100 out of 10 podcasts. You drastically changed the game for me and my dogs. That's amazing. My question is for you about the slip leash. I'm confused on how to administer a proper correction, how to administer leash pressure, and just how to use it in specific with my leash. It's my understanding that the leash falls somewhere between a flat collar and a prong collar in terms of intensity. Yeah, that's true. So the slip leash, kind of like in this topic that we or in this podcast, we talked about the difference between a correction and direction. The slip leash is kind of just a pop, just a, hey, pay attention. Hey, pay attention. Now, every single dog is going to have a different sensitivity level. Uh, and, and in this case, in this podcast, we were talking about just a six month old dog. So maybe getting away with a 2.25 if we feel like the slip leash doesn't mean anything. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what it is, is the slip is just a pop just to get the dog's attention. It's a, it's a, it's a correction. Um, it should be high and tight right behind the dog's ears. We typically have them on our website, but we also sell out of them every single time we get them, no matter how many of them we get. So we are actively working on uh, somebody to to build our slip leashes at a higher volume. Trust me, I know it's frustrating. It is for us too. Um, but that's pretty much what it does. I think the most important thing with the slip is just understanding that it's a pop, not a pull. And the slip leash has to be right behind the dog's ears in order for it to actually work. So I hope that that helps. <clears throat> okay, the next one is from Brookie Marie 3 Incredible Insights and Solutions. I love Tom's straightforward, get-it-done business approach for dog behavior. There's not much more I can say except listening, except listen for yourself. I only wish I started listening a few years ago when I started having the issue with my dogs. I have three dogs, two chains, female, Larry, male, and Herbie, male, all, f- all around 10 pounds, five years old, got them in that order. The two males fight sometimes. And I'm assuming chihuahuas, chains, I'm not familiar. Larry is on guard, regulating the household and is a resource guarder. I've been working with him for a while with different trainers and classes and research I've done on my own. He's improved, but it still happens. Uh, They don't usually, they don't bite usually, but they make a lot of noise and it's traumatic for Herbie and stresses out the entire household, including Larry. Examples of triggers for Larry are food. Yes, I separate them when they eat. And whenever they're around, they get a chance of it happening. We're separating them. When someone comes into the house and gives Herbie attention, when I love these names, when Larry sees another dog, he might nip or start to fight with Herbie. If Herbie makes a sudden movement like running or playing with me or Herbie moves from the couch unexpectedly, I don't know. And I hate the impact it has on Herbie. And I hate that Larry is on edge most of the time and I don't want humans to get hurt in the process. So what I would say is it sounds like um, Larry is on edge and he's policing. That's what I call policing. I would get yourself like a little slip leash and just work on kind of correcting some of that behavior. So if you're playing with your other dog or your other dog is running around and playing and getting excited and then any of the dogs are getting in this police mode, that's where you can just say, leave it and you start kind of correcting that out and then rewarding the dog for the good behavior. Cause it just, it's, it's kind of like he has too much control power. He has too much control over the dogs and that's not really what you want. Um, you really want to make sure that you're, um, moving forward uh, with with just teaching the dog that that's not appropriate behavior. So that's what I would do. Thank you for the question.
Last one is Sue's Pets, Pete's. Excuse me. I am thrilled with the advice and educational insight I get from Thomas Podcast. I have been a dog owner for all of my life and work with many trainers from the areas and expertise and continue to learn from my pups and trainers. Tom's approach is realistic, sensible, and a proven method. I especially appreciate his honesty and straightforwardness of all the topics. I have a nine-year-old Doberman we rescued at five months old. He is very sensitive and loving, but we are having an issue. We live next door to my niece. Our yards are separated by a fence and gates, but he has a blue pit, or she has a blue pit who is a love, but in the past she has barked aggressively through the fence at our Adobe. Then we were then we were raised together, so not they were raised together, so not sure why he started being territorial towards our dog. One of one day our dog decided he wasn't going to take it anymore and went back at him. Now we have to avoid them being outside at the same time because it gets really bad. They they go after it uh, through the fence, and it gets scary. Her trainer told them that the Dobie is, is like that. And as the dog gets older, the dog is not aggressive to any other dog. He is good greeter on leash. Um, having come from an abusive situation, he never learned how to play or requires a lot of socialization. Our last pup who was raised by him taught him how to play and was very patient with him. Unfortunately, he passed away in April 2021 from lymphoma, age 7. That sucks. Um, we adopted a new pup to help us all heal. What do you recommend? I think, Susan, it sounds like <clears throat> the fence is the problem. Um, so I think that the fence is is probably creating a lot of this tension. I think that them being held back and not being able to to see each other um, is, is the problem. So what I would recommend is honestly just seeing if you guys can maybe introduce them outside of the fence, like on a walk or something, uh, out of the context. Um, so that's what I would suggest is 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 uh, – trying to see if that works to just see if it is the fence alternatively it's going to take two to tango so if you're out with your if you're out with your dog um and the pit bull is being reactive you're not going to be able to tell your doby to like not care so you guys are going to have to work uh, together on the leash reactivity for sure in order for that to to really be fair and for it to really be successful so uh that's what i would recommend is just try to figure it out to see if it is the actual fence or if it, it is each other and then uh go from there so i hope that helps thank you everyone for listening don't forget to go leave your review for next episode okay bye everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.